Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes, he is risen. He is alive. He is involved in our lives. He is available to us all the time. We do not have to be anxious. We do not have to look around and wonder. He is real. He is Jesus, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. There's no one like him. Once again, I want to reiterate the welcome that you already received earlier this morning. Welcome, one and all. Lord bless you. Well, we into miracles these days, eh? During this Easter weekend, now we want to just also just wish all of you a blessed and an amazing Easter, and may you just be be so aware of the presence of the Lord in your lives. Uh, at this time, uh, we're going to focus on God's Word, and we're going to turn to John chapter 20. On Friday, we focused on the miracle that never occurred. This morning, we're focusing on the miracle that nobody saw. And we're going to read from John chapter 20, and we're going to, then we will get into the Word of God. Can we... Can we read together from verses 1 of John chapter 20? Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw the stone that had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciple, the one Jesus loved, and said, They have taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for, uh, started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth and that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciples who had reached the tomb first also went aside or inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying as she wept. She bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the feet. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They have taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you are looking for? Thinking he was a gardener, she said, Sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary, Ah, those words say, Mary. 
She turned toward him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabboni, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news. I have seen the Lord. I, you know, I'm not even saying it the way she said it. I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. So far may God bless the reading of his precious word. Father, we thank you for your word and we thank you for the fact, Lord, that we are serving a, a king, a ruler, a savior, a master, a redeemer, a deliverer, a provider, a forgiver, a sustainer who is alive today. We pray that you will bless us today, Lord, and you will bless your word and that you will minister to us in a very unique, special and powerful way today. Won't you continue with us even further now, Lord? We pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Andrew, welcome. Lord bless you. So wonderful to see you and uh, have missed you, missing you. I haven't seen you for a while, but we want to welcome you here this morning. Bless you. Thank you. Uh, the miracle that nobody saw. Do you think that happened? It was dark. Think about it. There was no one around. Everybody had already given up hope. Hardly the stage for a miracle. The miracle would come after public humiliation. After he lost everything. Even his own life. The miracle did not play out for the world to see. He did not come for a crowd or a multitude. It happened when one, no one was looking and it was first witnessed by someone who was not considered a reliable witness in her culture. The testimony of women did not count for much in that culture. We all know that. And so Mary comes, sees the stone rolled away and is afraid. The miracle of Easter Sunday was a miracle that no one saw. And the first person to experience it missed it at first glance. Is that not the way God, the Lord works? The biggest miracle of all might be so unexpected that we miss it entirely. And so... We have to look closely like Mary, Mary did. And in God's amazing grace, we see, we will see what we need to see, even if what we see takes us completely by surprise. But a miracle is this, brothers and sisters. Nobody sees it. Nobody sees the, the many hours uh, uh, someone has been interceding for you and suddenly the miracle appears. Nobody sees when it happens. But of 
when it is evident that this is a miracle. I want to say this to you, the greatest miracles that ever appeared not been seen by anybody. And every day, every day there's a miracle happening that you and I are not aware of. And that is the thing about this, the, the, the resurrection that amazes me and that amazes so many of us. The resurrection, brothers and sisters, is scientifically impossible. Medically, scientifically, it is impossible. But it is historically. Today, for us as believers, it is true. It is real. Jesus is alive. The resurrection is history-making, earth-shaking, life-transforming, and eternity-changing eternity truth. It's a, the truth. It has changed and transformed our lives. You may believe it, but do you understand how it changes your life? How it has changed your life and mine. Life in this world, on this planet. The resurrection has changed it all. That's why the miracle that nobody saw is so amazing. Firstly, his resurrection penetrates the darkness. That's, what, that's why, that's what makes a miracle so amazing. It penetrates and pierces the darkness. In verse 1, Mary is among the dead there, looking for the one who is supposed to be dead, weeping over the loss that she experienced in the dark. Things are not always clear in the dark. Isn't it true? Mary can see but does not understand or believe what she observes. But even while it was still dark, she discovered that there is Easter light. <laughs> because Jesus works in the dark. Jesus is always at work in your dark situation, in your dark circumstances. Jesus is always at work. When you may not see or recognize his presence, Jesus is at work in the dark. When you think he has forgotten you or abandoned you, Jesus is at work in mysterious ways, leaving traces of his presence, of his greatness, of who he is for us to see. How many traces in your lifetime have Jesus been leaving? Reminding you that he has been there all the time. Can you, the, trace that he, the traces that he left here was an empty tomb with linen wrappings lying there. He still moves stones, brothers and sisters. He still moves stones. I don't know what stone needs to be removed in your lifeless day. I don't know what obstacle needs to be removed in your life this day. I do not know what barrier there is. 
What blockage there is. But he so moves stones. Insurmountable obstacles. Stumbling blocks. Barriers that trap and divide us from each other and from him and his purposes for us. He still moves those stones. Let him move that stone in your life this morning. Let him remove that barrier, that obstacle. He's able to do that. Yeah, it's amazing when we think about that. He still moves stones, eh? In the dark, we actually discover a new beginning. New beginning. How many new beginnings? happened in your dark, mo darkest moments, I'd rather put it in those words. The darkness, we can put it in these words literally, the darkness was the womb for a new beginning. For Mary, for Salome, for Peter, for John, for Thomas, and millions of others, each one of us, not only for them, millions of others. Their lives, our lives were forever changed because he rolled the stone away. You understand that this morning? He rolled it away. What is that burden that you are carrying? What is that issue that you are dealing with? What is that problem that you are facing right now? He rolls it away in a moment. When you don't look, when you don't see it, when you're not aware of it, he's able to roll it away. The resurrection is a new beginning that has no ending. Did you hear that? No ending. He is always at work in your life, even when it seems like nothing is happening. He always transcends the darkness in your life and mine. The resurrection is a future beyond the darkness, beyond what we experience now. Our future is in the risen Christ, not in a grave. The resurrection moves us beyond the past toward a great future. It declares that the future is not closed. Did you hear that? The resurrection declares this morning the future is not closed. When you look at your life and you say, I give up. The resurrection declares to you this morning, the resurrection of Jesus declares to you, it is not closed. There's hope. There's purpose. There's amazing things up ahead for you. It is open for you to experience whatever you need to in the risen Lord. But then secondly, when we think about the miracle that nobody saw, his resurrection produces a chain of witnesses. Isn't it amazing, eh? Verses 2 to 9. A chain of witnesses. The angels testified of the resurrection. How do you like that? 
Mary testified of what she had seen and heard. John had seen Jesus talk to him, or rather to Jesus' empty grave clothes, and was convinced. But Mary had seen the Lord. You must remember in, this, in, in these verses, you can see she saw him. Seen the Lord. She met Jesus. Saw him as a god, gardener before a gardener before she before uh, she realized when he spoke up. She met Jesus, talked to him, and her life is changed forever. She cannot help but tell others about it. There is a great chain of witnesses before us. The angels and Mary, later the disciples, will take up the message and carry it into the world. It stretches through time and now reaches to you and me. And we proclaim his resurrection. God's people are to be the light to the nations. Are you a light to the nations this morning? We pierce the darkness of the broken world in which we live with the good news of Jesus Christ, that he is risen and that he is alive. We announce his love and grace through our words and our actions. We invite others to walk in the light of his kingdom, God's kingdom. Humans have the capacity to be blinded by so many things. We can be blinded by our longing for power, our attraction to things that are damaging or destructive to us. We, we can be blinded by our self-centeredness along with grief and personal struggles. No matter what it is this morning, the risen Christ is ready to take over in your life. God's servants, we, his children, bring the light of God's love and grace to those who are blind. Many of us carry heavy burdens and are shackled by chains of worry, anxiety, fear, and feelings of helplessness. In the risen Christ today, you can be free. Isn't it amazing? You can be free. Won't you run to the risen Christ this morning? Won't you witness for him and share with others what he has done for you? Because you see his resurrection produces a chain of witnesses. You and I are called to witness for him and to be a light for him. But then finally here this morning, his resurrection erases all doubts and fears, verses 10 to 18. His resurrection erases all doubts and fears. People can know all of the evidence about Jesus' death and re resurrection and still doubt. The resurrection of Jesus shows us that doubt causes panic. Isn't it true when I doubt I'm panicking? Causes panic. Can you remember Mary? Mary had seen that the tomb was empty and concluded that the body had been stolen. That's what she thought. Apparently, the thought of a resurrection <laughs> did not even enter her mind. 
she assumes the worst and panics. Isn't that what happens? I assume the worst and then I panic. Yeah, doubt causes panic. Doubt obstructs truth, blocks truth. Jesus is alive. He is real. He will come through for you. Might take longer than you think or, or, or expect, but he will. He will come through. Things get out of control when we forget that he is in control. We are unable to recognize, discern, and see the truth when we doubt. Isn't it true? Our faith begins to crumble when we doubt. But brothers and sisters, he has never failed us before. And he is not going to do it now. Has he ever failed you? He's not going to do it now. The risen Christ in this situation, Mary is doubting and all of that running. The risen Christ utters but one word. Her name. How do you like that? One word. Her name. How many times has he uttered but one word? Your name. Alan. I'm here. I'm with you. Don't panic. Don't worry. Don't be anxious. One word. Hey, when I hear that name, my name, my mentioned by my heavenly Father, I turn. I want to hear his voice. I want to respond to him. I don't know about you. How about you this morning, huh? Are you still with me, huh? The risen Christ utters but one word. And that one word changes everything. And Mary turns. John had eyes of faith as well. He saw and he believed. We have seen him work miracles, brothers and sisters, haven't we? We have seen him meet our deepest needs. We have already. We have seen him heal our hurts. We have seen him restore relationships before. We have seen him reach down and bring us out of the biggest, deepest holes. But sometimes we need to see him through the eyes of faith. When our backs are against the wall. When there is no other way out. Whether we encounter difficult trials or unexpected joys today. It is imperative to remember that he is greater than anything we've ever experienced. He is bigger than any obstacle, enemy, or tragedy. Have you noticed that when you are in need, that the appearance of someone significant in your life can make all the difference? Isn't it true? When I'm in need, the appearance of someone significant in my life always makes a difference. Jesus has the capacity to keep on appearing in our lives. That's what he did there. He appeared. He made his appearance felt during the resurrection. I want to repeat this. Jesus has the capacity to keep on appearing in our lives, giving us the very thing that we need the most. In what capacity do you need Jesus to appear to you today? 
Jesus keeps appearing to show he is able to bring all that is needed in every situation. Jesus appears to Mary in her grief. Jesus appears to the disciples in their fear. In what situation do you want Jesus to appear to you today? They are so afraid, I think, of the disciples. If you read further in John chapter 20, they have locked themselves into a house and all the doors are locked. Then Jesus turns up. He does not even knock on the door. You can't even say, hey, don't you have respect, Lord? No, he doesn't even knock on the door. Um, hey? <laughs> and wait for them to let him in, he just turns up and he's there in the room. Hey, I love that about Jesus. He just turns up and he's there in the room. Jesus keeps appearing so that we can know that he's doing everything he can to give us more than we deserve. Today, understand that Jesus is ready to appear in our lives, in whatever we need him. To come for. What is it that you need him to come for this morning? Maybe we feel lost and broken. Almost through. He's the Savior who can give direction and purpose. Maybe we are overwhelmed by all the burdens of life. He is the Savior who will come and walk with us on the journey. Maybe we are wondering if he can we can rather contribute to the bigger plan of God. We need to be reminded that uh, we are called into his plans because each one of us is important. The resurrection means that Jesus is always able to keep on appearing in our lives and give us the very thing we think impossible. What situation do you need Jesus to appear to you today? In the midst of our jubilant celebration of his resurrection, we cannot forget what the first miracle was like. It was the miracle seen by no one. And the miracle first experienced by one who misunderstood it. May the Lord open our eyes to see the miracles all around us that we miss daily. Almost through. When it is dark, when we cannot see or do not understand, when life does not make sense, we tend to think that He is not there or He is not working. But He is always working, even in the dark. In fact, some of the Lord's greatest work is done in the dark. And that is what the resurrection is all about. Let us be aware that there's a miracle right before us. Let us open our eyes today and behold the greatness of our risen King and Savior. Amen. Father, thank you that you have risen, you are alive, and we exalt you and honor you for your faithfulness. Amen.